0: Hello and welcome to the stream of podcasts where we talk about movies. My name is John Carlo Altube, and joining me as always it's Nutter Samara.
1: It's your boy. Ah shit. What's happening, tiny boy? What's up, man? I'm struggling. (laughs) I'm struggling. (laughs) (laughs) You want to run that back? Woo! No! No, let's run it. Let's leave it as is. We're keep, going with it. Keep it in. Guys. Oh, God, it hurts so much. Go.
0: This is, this is the stream. This is a <sighs> podcast. We're talking about different things today. We're talking about the Irishman. We're coming at you a week earlier. Special Thanksgiving edition.
1: Yeah. Chris Kringle is my daddy. Unrelated. Okay.
0: <laughs> uh, we're going to be talking about the Irishman in this episode. And we're also going to be going into the spring of 1999. And uh, maybe people were right about 99. There's some movies here. We got some movies to talk about. Yeah.
1: One, however. Our last episode, uh-huh. the winter, the beginning of that year, down for the count. Hot trash. Spring, poppin'. Spring's pop poppin'. poppin'. So one quarter of it is bad. So we let's let's calm down with giving 1999 literally the title of best movie year. You know what I'm saying? Well, early days still. Facts. But we will get through it. Tis March 5th to be exact.
0: That's where it starts. Okay. Uh, but today is November 27th. Goddamn right it is. It's is it okay t- to
1: say goddamn?
0: Why is that offensive? uh if you're god fearing it would be blasphemous to, to you, to oh to
1: use his name in vain correct that is one of the commandments of 10 why first of all what does vain mean in that context and why is that in vain is I, it like is it like an expletive like because it's, uh, it's like sure okay i'm not a religious man mm-hmm. i didn't grow up a religious you're man. a religious minute man that's right mm-hmm. <laughs> when i pray very quick <laughs> oh is that what the kids are calling it now yeah, yeah what do you call it all shaft no head I get that. Yeah. Well, listen, Patience you, is key.
0: That's what they say. You got to
1: practice like you play.
0: We're going to get into our review now. Natter. I heard you paint houses. We're talking about the Irishman. Back then,
1: there was nobody in this country who didn't know who Jimmy Hoffa was. You gotta
0: go, get the gun out of his hand. You always charge a guy with a gun. With a knife, you run away. So you charge with a gun, with a knife, you run All
1: like right. De Niro old as fuck. Pesci, old as fuck, too. Guess who else old as fuck? Coincidentally, not Pacino. He <laughs> d- he does not make it. He got the good politicals. Hella beef with the Kennedys. What up, Harvey Keitel? Goddamn, this movie's long. Blasphemous. Uh, Anna Paquin is in it. She speaks very little. Every Martin Scorsese movie is... Full of Italian or Irish dudes making the same mistakes for 40 plus years. <laughs> Where the hoes at? Lee Samuel Jackson didn't get shot. De Niro with the tears on the telly. Pesci for the win. Stop Hayden John, th- the Irishman. Nailed it. Got in one. Every time.
0: Every time that it's been
1: a long time since we've seen this movie. There's some distance now between us recording this pod and when we saw this movie, John.
0: I rewatched it in my head this morning. Okay. So, I think that counts for something. Uh, yeah, we saw this. Uh,
1: Were I mean, you being sarcastic right there?
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, the 3rd of November, I want to say. The first week of November, mm-hmm. that Friday. Might have been the 4th. Listen, it's not important. IFC
1: Center, West 4th Street, New York City. That's right. Mm-hmm. Getting regional. Yep.
0: Um, yeah. Uh, so, we we got to see this in theaters. Now, it's obviously out on streaming as of today. On Netflix, but the uh, this is Scorsese's probably a swan song. I don't know how many more movies he's gonna do. Oh, I don't think it's a swan song he, at all. Do you think he's got a lot left? He's absolutely. It, I think he's got
1: at least two more documentary stuff. He makes those seemingly yeah, in his sleep.
0: He does bang out the documentary. I would say at least
1: two more docs and at least one more movie. Okay. Well, this would be. I think Are you this basing would... that off how well this movie's doing? Because that I agree with. If, well, yeah. He wins, yeah. If he if he if he runs up everything at the Oscars, that's different. Yeah. He's probably. Going to take the Peyton manning way out, but um, yeah, uh, unless this movie wins best picture, I don't think director would do it because that's the one he has, right? He has director, he but he doesn't for have picture the party yeah. Um, but he does not have he doesn't have a best picture, and uh, frankly, uh, I'm not the biggest Martin Scorsese fan, but as of the movies we've seen so far this year, I'd be perfectly fine if this won best picture, if I'm being honest.
0: I wouldn't be surprised if it won just because it seems also like a movie that. A lot of the Academy, even though it's a lot more diversified, there's still a bunch of old white guys on there. And they're going to love watching this movie.
1: So that's what I was joking about with the Samuel Jackson comment. But um, rewatching watching uh, Gangs of New York and Goodfellas and mm-hmm. uh, all these other Scorsese movies that um uh, that I wanted to see leading up to this, I, I did forget that, A, he's a man... Of the age of someone that just could be racist, not that he is, but he's just he's just he's, old enough that he's he's from the era of that thing. He's and,
0: in his late seventies, mid. He's in his
1: late seven. Yeah, yeah, for mid-70s. sure, for sure. Um, uh, again, I'm not saying that's what he is, but he's he's of that he age. He grew up around him. That's yeah, exactly. Sure. And all of his movies have the same uh problem that they have the solution for, in the sense that there's no he doesn't have the problem where like uh black people in his films are a certain type of like. Portrayal because right. it's always a timepiece, so that's his excuse. You know what I'm saying? So it's like yeah. Samuel Jackson's character, the kid from The Wire, that's in Gangs of New York. Um, all these like essential black bodies in his movies—they've always kind of rubbed me the wrong way because they just die or they're there for um, Daniel Day Lewis to call him the N-word. It's all—it's all like okay. very extreme and like negative stuff. But it's like it's behind that veil that every movie is, which is that it's—it's uh, a, it's a period piece. Too bad, guys. What are what you want to do you know about it?
0: Well, one of the things also with Scorsese is that he likes to. Um, and a lot of it gets lost sometimes in conversations I've had with people that don't really get it, but one of the things he likes to do is showcase or build a film around a person that is not a good guy and really go into...
1: Oh, almost sh- exclusively. Yeah. yeah. In the Absolutely. fiction, no doubt, yeah.
0: Uh, I mean, obviously, he's done Silence, which is the exact opposite of that, but um, but his call You calling
1: Jesus a good or a bad guy? I can't tell. It's hard to say at this okay. point.
0: Okay. Not all the science is in on Jesus, is what I'm saying. There's good and bad people on both sides of that. John, damn it. (laughs) But uh, very good. Um, I think that, uh, you know, he likes to shine a lens on the the bad guy to kind of show you
1: how. Which is a good choice, by the way. Always more interesting. Right. Good choice. Yeah.
0: In those cases, those bad people will most likely be racist or bigots or just. Especially when put
1: in the reality of America in any time period, basically. No doubt.
0: Absolutely. That's what so, I'm talking about. Yeah, it's like a, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, does he underserve black actors? Maybe he does, but I don't think it's I I don't think it's a. Well, racially so, charged move. That's what we're getting
1: at No, what, no, What no, are we getting at? No, I'm not, we're, we're not getting at anything. That's exactly <laughs> what, what I started the conversation saying that it's not. What are you saying about Marty? The que- I'm saying the question has the same solution that any other movie. It's not. It's not a unique problem to have. I, I'm not. I'm not saying that. But, I, but my. All I'm saying is that. Yeah. Throughout his forty some odd years of making movies, black people appear mm-hmm. as bodies. They're they are not characters. They appear as things to get shot. Down to Anthony Anderson. Like they are literally there to die, um, or to be racist right. against. What
0: about uh, Raging Bull? You got uh, Floyd Patterson.
1: You got me. There's the one. Nailed it, buddy. All right, here we go. <laughs> what was I even talking about? <laughs> Total
0: point invalidated.
1: <laughs> oh my god. It's so weird too. Um I was I was thinking the other day, uh What were you thinking? Uh, listening to, to to other movie podcasts like, the uh, the criticism that like maybe we have of Bill Simmons like why are you always talking about Boston teams or like why are you always talking about yada yada um it's like I don't know I always see things through the lens of being a black person because <laughs> so that's what I live every single day it's, it kind of applies to everything right like of course hey what's what's your what is your vision of of film what do you see the world through I don't know you straight white male
0: yeah cisgendered white male
1: <laughs> what is cis everyone keeps saying cis what's cis?
0: Cis means you're born with the uh, genitalia of your, of your, like, so if you're a male who has male genitalia, yeah. that's a cisgendered male.
1: Wait, so cis just means normal. Regular.
0: Well, see, now we're getting, you're, those words are loaded. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, me! <laughs> oh, mean? Yeah, what would be considered, uh, the, the I re- lo- I'm genuinely
1: asking, I, I, didn't, I didn't, I wouldn't like say this.
0: normal, oh. but I would say the, uh, the majority for sure.
1: I'm going to go with me to make sure there's no right. confusion. But
0: if someone's transgendered, uh, they're not cis.
1: Oh, so that's... Okay, that makes... Sense. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. Cool. So that's just, that's just the two sides of it. Cis listen, and transgender.
0: I mean, I'm Spanish too, so there's that.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you just taught me something. I didn't need to know that you were Spanish. I knew I, that. I, what I, you just told me, I genuinely didn't know.
0: Well, I speak poorly.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ. Man. Uh, talking, we, have, we have not even approached talking about this movie. I so. I... I think we've pretty much nailed it at this point. Uh,
0: right, no, so let's. let's at this get- point,
1: my review is actually going to hold so far as the document of us talking about
0: this movie. All right, so let's get yeah. in- let's get into the actual meat and potatoes. Why, I, why do I say that every
1: time? All right. So I I I like this movie for several reasons. One of which is that I think it's maybe a uh, peak. This era of Scorsese, uh, camera work wise, that opening tracking shot that is like very naturalistic. It's not, it's not perfectly even. It's bouncing up and down, and then it kind of lands on the back of the Nero's head, and
0: it's like the Goodfellas shot for someone but, who's been working at this craft for like thirty more years, forty well, more years. Well,
1: no, well that, 20, that's why I say 20, this era years? of him because it, it feels like that now. Because I was. Uh, I think like 14 when the party came out. So yeah. everyone that I, when we saw it, I was like, "Oh, this is great!" It was not later that I realized there was a whole backlash where people thought it was like kind of not that great, and it was just the Oscar that he got because yada yada yada. This, seeing this movie um, as the I mean, this is only the second you know crime Scorsese movie I have seen in theaters. Oh, okay. you know oh in saying? theaters, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so um, I'm, I wouldn't have seen Casino, you know, in, in theaters or whatever. So uh, you're a little that, young for that. It put <laughs> it put a it put a lot of context in it too, and I I uh, I dig it. I really dug all the cam work in this movie.
0: Yeah, no, it's beautifully shot. Um, So the funny, so big thing about this movie was the anti-aging technology they used. Very Uh, seamless. Didn't bother me for a lick. When they first showed uh, Robert De Niro's uh, young face in it, it like threw me for a loop for, I want to say about 10 seconds. And then it kind of just... Is the movie, and you don't even notice it really.
1: There's a there's a smoothness to where the light touches the center of his cheek that, yeah. that looks a little unnatural. But that's every case of CGI, and this is for sure the best. This is for sure the best version of what we see done for you know probably like a forty five minutes to an hour of screen time. It's I, it's a lot. It, I, it, it, oh, is, yeah. it is a lot of the movie, no joke. Uh, I would say the first maybe two thirds of the movie is that. You know, where it's not mostly yeah older older version of him.
0: I mean, they jump back and forth a bit, but for the most part, yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the things about this movie, uh, it doesn't it,
1: it like till Al Pacino shows up. Rodrigo Pietro, director. Sorry, I'm mean, sorry. Uh, cinematographer. Cinematographer. Oh, Shouts out to him.
0: Shouts to him, man. Yeah. yeah. This is actually this Prieto. is it's a it's a beautifully shot film. It, it is. really is. But uh, one of the things about this movie is like until Pacino really gets in, then it starts going. And this movie, for a three and a half hour movie. It moves. Does it long. does not feel long at all. We saw it in theaters, and I didn't. I like we were getting towards the end. I didn't feel like that much time had passed. I kind now, of I said moved, the moved, moved exact
1: same thing about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, I felt the where, same. Where, where I wanted to see what uh, Cap and uh, Robbie were talking about inside the house. Sure. But the second time I saw it, I thought the exact opposite, and I was very, very like ready to get out of the movie theater. So mm-hmm. the next time I see The Irishman, I will be able to answer that more, more carefully. Three and a half is. That's a it's seeing not that a second time is going to be very very different and not in a movie this is a, this is a, I really do understand why wish why people should see this in the in the theaters yeah. because I could definitely see a thousand points where you are getting up to check your phone or doing something else in this movie and it requires sure. you appreciating the vibe to really get it because by the end of it once like Jesse Plemons and yeah. all that stuff is happening then then it becomes all worth it.
0: So here's the, the well here's the tricky thing though. It's so if you're telling me that this movie is available in theaters in select cities and that it's going to be available worldwide on Netflix, not we're we're not the average movie watcher.
1: Not at all. We and, I I and been, God bless the average movie watcher because yeah I feel I've, for
0: him. I checked it out. I've been to I've been to the movie theaters sixty two times this year, which mm-hmm. is crazy. No one does that for the most part. I'm sure you've been probably forty plus times, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, I have a buddy who's been like over eighty times. We are we are anomalies. The average person will go to the theater three,
1: three, four, four times yeah, a year. Probably that, yeah. I probably max. Yeah, I would say.
0: I know I have friends with kids that haven't been in years, you know. So it's um, it's a balance. Like if they're gonna go out to the movies, it's gonna be a big deal, or they're taking the kids.
1: So, but I I do see a world where, if 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 a certain generation of kids does give that a chance, they will get their Goodfellas moment. They well, they they will.
0: I, I mean I just love the experience of being in the theater. It's because you get so m- much more immersed in it. And obviously nowadays with four K TVs and I mean having a seventy inch TV. I Do mean, you think this movie's gonna look better in four K? I don't think so. It might. It might not. I don't know. I, I think that may I expose think some fil- of the CGI to look more plastic. Oh, okay. All right. Fine. I all believe right. it's filmed in four K. I I'm not one hundred percent sure, but I thought I saw that. But one of it's well. Let's all right. All the technical stuff aside, um, I think that I mean. I think it will hold a bit. I do think you will lose something from watching at home as opposed to watching from definitely from uh, on a stream. The scale, uh, I, mean, I
1: think, the the, the scale you will lose.
0: But into the actual nut and bolts of the movie, I'll use a different analogy this time.
1: Uh, what did you think about the environment that we were in? Because there's so much switching from Philly to New York in the beginning that it kind of like threw. Well, not the beginning. The beginning is almost
0: oh all of in Philly.
1: Sorry, I'm, then the you know the 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 middle it's of the movie. Right basically,
0: he doesn't leave Philly till he goes to Chicago near Pacino. Yeah. Uh, De Niro. Which, the whole movie
1: takes place in Philly up until that you point. Sh- you should give your one minute recap of the, the general Little story. Boy. Yeah.
0: So yeah, uh, that, I, this is too hard. There's too much going on for the, the one minute recap. Do you No, you no, you can do it. You can do it.
1: It's, right. it's, a, it's, a, it's a pretty concise plot actually now that I think about it.
0: Okay, so we start in meteorites <laughs> No, I'll, I'll do it chronologically. The, um, the character, uh, is the Irishman, whose uh, name is Frank Sheeran, is played by Robert De Niro. He's a, uh, He's a veteran of, I, be, I believe the, it's got to be the Second World
1: War, right? Yeah.
0: Not important. You know that's not
1: the detail I'm
0: talking about. Come right. On, so, but it comes up in the plot that he's a war hero. That's how he learned to be good at shooting and killing. Do I need to take over this
1: review? No. One minute.
0: Um, I, One minute? Oh, boy. All right. So, uh, De Niro's character, the Irishman, Frank Sheeran, lives in Pennsylvania. He's working as a trucker. He needs money on the side. He finds... Uh, some people at a uh, Bobby Cannavale's character, who's a small-time officer in Philadelphia, works out a deal so he can gives him some quality stakes. He starts doing more, more and more crimes on the side. He gets introduced to a lawyer who has to be cousins with a crime boss in Philadelphia. He gets integrated into the crime to be an enforcer slash hitman. Uh, through his connections to the Philly mob, he starts getting connected to the Teamsters head, which is Jimmy Hoffa, played by Al Pacino. Al Pacino takes a liking to him, and he gets integrated into working for the Teamsters to the point where he eventually assigns him to a Teamster point, post of his own. In the meantime, there's stuff going on with the New York crew, the Teamsters, the Philly mob. All of them are kind of coinciding in this weird convoluence of events, which eventually leads to the assassination of Jimmy Hoffa.
1: That is exactly what happens. You should listen to that on repeat so that God you should do. Damn. Then, then we can come in after my review, and then John can be like, "Actually, what, what really happened is." And then, quick seconds. That's exactly what happens in the movie. Um, cool, because uh, our tangents uh, we're getting yeah out of control. No, we're <laughs> um, uh, So uh, I want to talk about kind of hairline. Let's talk about first, it. You know, that's
0: that. That was my one of my first thoughts leaving the movie was. Yeah. Let's not CGI, telling.
1: just an incredible commitment by the hair and makeup team. Just a real commitment to be like, we're, we're going to make this guy look crazy.
0: There's a couple of things. Like, so, Bobby Cannavale was great. He's also not in it for that much. There's a lot of small appearances. But he is, he, he's in the background of a shit
1: ton of scenes. I mean, he's a very Kytel important is character. is, too. It's weird. Kytel is not talking in this movie, but Kyt- he's in a bunch of just scenes where you just see his face and he, like, whispers to somebody. He's like, ah, I'm Cartel.
0: K- Cartel. Literally, <clears throat> literally's most important scene is about whispers. That's true. <laughs> But, um... The Good Whispers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the band. The Whispers. Oh, great band. Yeah. <laughs> the, um... It was just my imagination. That's not The Whispers. Who is that? not The OJs? I don't know. Uh, I think so. A Motown. Oh, I <laughs> love The Irishman. <laughs> oh, how about that title sequence? So the titles of this yes. movie opens with a... Uh, it's a road trip where Pesci and De Niro are yeah. with their wives on their way to a wedding. And the... The edit goes, them in the car, black title card, I, back to them in the car, black title card, heard you, back to them in the car, black title card, paint houses. I loved that. I loved that because I think the Irishman is such an inferior title when yes. compared to something called I Heard You Paint Houses, which is fantastic. But I remember specifically, John, you said you did not like that.
0: Um, it threw me off because it's not a Scorsese move.
1: Why does he have to... Well, no, he doesn't. Why would you want him to stick to the it same thing? It just things? felt yeah. like,
0: oh, that's weird for him to do that.
1: I thought, I thought it felt very natural. Especially because we were already cutting in between huge yeah. time chunks. We had just seen De Niro 40 years older.
0: Well, when I saw that, in my head, I'm like, is this going to lead to... We're going to separate the chapters? And I was like, that was in the back... And that didn't happen? So I was like, okay. So what's the... I, I don't know. In, in my head, I was just like, I don't... It seemed like an odd choice... Which was against the rest of the tone of the movie a little bit, in my opinion. No, I understand. Uh, but I mean, it wasn't like that big of a deal. So interesting thing for me about this movie is that Pacino is crazy over the top in this. He's having fun. He's eating up the camera.
1: I was gonna say. I, see, I I think at this point that's not crazy over the top. I think at this point that's maybe even distilled Pacino. I think that's maybe well, yeah, even it's not, any not even watered Sunday. down, but distilled. Yeah, it's it's. I actually think it's. I don't know. I think it's kind of perfect for the movie. Oh, I see it. Fantastic. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I, I think it works. But big I
0: juxtaposed to Joe Pesci, who is doing the calm reserve gangster, where he normally would be doing exa- a exa- similar yes, role to what Pacino's sure. doing. So that was really interesting. I like
1: how you stopped right there because you you, you certainly wouldn't say, and Pacino would be doing the quiet role. No chance.
0: <laughs> but for Pacino, that's an interesting, sorry, for Pesci, it's an interesting choice. Yeah. Because he's been so famously the hot-headed gangster. For him to do the very calm, reserved, classy gangster. I love this Pesci. This I think is he's this great. is
1: my favorite. This is like instantly my favorite Pesci. I gotta say, like,
0: yeah, I would agree with that. He's great in this, but um, I don't know. My only problem with it when we left the movie, I, I said to you, "What's what's all the hype for?" Because the movie, his performance is great, mm-hmm. but the way that it was built up going in to see this, I was like expecting to be blown away, and I was not.
1: Like, interesting. I would I say was good. Pesci and De Niro pretty much from the start blew me away pretty much right away i was like wow this is this is it I'm, I'm i'm here for it
0: this is my least favorite jesse Plemons performance
1: interesting he's interesting you know what he doesn't do much Plemons. Cousin, uh just... plemmons maybe should swap roles with uh sally
0: which one sally
1: <laughs> the fish guy
0: God, that was so goddamn funny.
1: That was really, uh, that was great. I, well, I, I don't, I'm not mad at, uh, I'm not mad at, at, uh, Plemons. What do you, what's, what's, what's your beef? It's just, he it was. I like, mean, he got a call saying, do you want to be in a Mars Scorsese right. movie? And he was like, yeah. It was a nothing role What? Yeah. Like, it's
0: it's just, a nothing role for him and he's been doing it. Well, been no, I'm not saying it's so. nothing
1: role. I'm saying I'd rather have him in that role than not him. Sure. I'm never I, mad I, that Jesse Plemons was popping up and shit. I
0: honestly think it could have been anyone. Like it. Okay. Like, it literally was such a nothing character
1: to me. No, that's... See, no, yeah, I disagree. That's Anna Paquin. That could have been oh, anyone. Oh, Jesus Christ. That, that could have... Any any of his kids could have been anyone, yeah.
0: Well, especially Anna Paquin, who is the most famous of, of the actors that are playing his kids. And she literally speaks twice?
1: I think she has something like four lines of dialogue, maybe throughout the whole movie. But I, mean, well, I shouldn't say whole movie. One the hour his... that she's in it.
0: Right. One of his other daughters has conversations with she him. She has
1: a, an actual scene. Yes, she has a real scene. But she's not a character. But she's not. She's she is by no means the daughter of. I couldn't of, uh,
0: I couldn't tell Note. you what her story was, other than she was another one. Uh, no, of No, I can tell you. I
1: mean, she she explicitly tells us what her story is. She's no, the one that liked her dad, but like recognizes flaws, whereas Anna Paquin was the opposite.
0: Um, are we? Uh, is that how you say it? Is it Paquin? I've always said Paquin.
1: Um, I don't know. That's uh, I don't feel bad whenever I mispronounce American people's names.
0: Am I right? Because well, I'm from Ethiopia. You're from Philly. Relax. <laughs> um, no. So I, I don't. How many black movies? We've done too many. <laughs> <laughs> That's for
1: sure. So, so.
0: Uh, no. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. Like some of the casting choices I thought were good, but like uh, for example, Ray Romano. Uh, he Whoa. his Irreplaceable. First, his first scene sold me on this movie. Like, as much as I was enjoying it up to that point, uh, the, at that point I was like, yes, more of this, please.
1: I Fantastic. I really respect um, the way this script kind of uses the characters we're talking about in this moment because him and Kanavale, like I said, there's they, – they and again, maybe this is just because is the man. There's, right. it's, they're there on days of shooting that in most movies they would not have to be. There's a lot of scenes where it's just them in the the background. background. And Harvey Keitel, these dudes that like are clearly getting paid a lot of money and word to the the budget of this movie that just, you know, exploded out of control. But they are, I mean, they are just there in the background. They they are essentially extras in like maybe six scenes.
0: Well, Keitel was like, uh, I remember when this movie was announced, it was like Pacino, De Niro, Pesci, Keitel. Those were the four names. And... Pesci's probably in about seventy percent of the movie. Oh yeah, uh, Pacino's probably in about fifty percent of the movie, and obviously De Niro's in the whole movie, and Kaitel's in like talking in two scenes, maybe. That's crazy.
1: I dude, uh, I uh, I think he speaks he speaks literally in the beginning, middle, and end, and the and the longest time he speaks is in the, is the first time you meet him. Right. Uh, the second longest time you meet him is the last time you meet him, and in the middle he kind, he's he says like. Uh, a word essentially. um, but i can I can tell you very like literally when you shoot movies like this that everything is a scene with movie stars inside of a big hall with like a with like two hundred, three hundred yeah. i that I, I, that is that is the that is the most pain in the ass thing you can do. and that's this whole movie. So. When you yeah. think about uh, how the special effects budget was going up, I imagine that the base budget for this was already ridiculous. Oh, it had to be. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah. No, it's, it's, this this budget's it's never gonna make its money back. Uh, but then again, Netflix's model. It's not gonna have to,
1: right? Netflix paid it. <laughs> it's it's the it work the other way. Yeah.
0: Right. Uh, so then. Yeah, so, I mean, there's a a lot of interesting things going on here. As far as, like, Scorsese as a director goes, uh, this is probably the most enjoyable one of his films I've seen since Goodfellas. And I think Goodfellas is another longer movie that's really uh, paced really well, where there's no point in Goodfellas where I'm like, this is dragging. That is true. As opposed to some of his other movies, there's... Points even in like casino, there's points where I'm like, all right, come on. Or Raging Bull yeah. obviously is the one that we talked about.
1: The beginning of Taxi Driver, I'll say it, guys. The beginning of Taxi Driver is slow. I'm I'm so sorry oh, yeah. to offend you, but
0: yeah. that. <laughs> but to be fair though, like a lot of movies, it's not bad though. And uh, no, again, it's, not, it's not
1: a matter of, of of that. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying he that that is that is uh, that is plenty of his movies, and with time he has alleviated that. That's it's a it's a it's a courtesy.
0: So your Scorsese rankings, you got this one, then you got Hugo too. <laughs>
1: I I like Taxi Driver, Goodfellas, th- this and um I uh, I need to see more of his documentaries before I.
0: Yeah, I mean I, I can, haven't seen a lot of his docs, really but he does it. bang those out pretty quick. Uh I don't I don't
1: I I think I need to to un, to, to like I, I need to put myself in the mindset of him when he was making movies in the 70s because I I want to see the world through him being a cool guy that works with bands. Like I want to see it for right. the appreciation that like Historically, people do see it from. I just—it's just a hard thing to wrap my head around.
0: Speaking of bands, the music in this movie is great. Yeah, uh, score
1: is trash. Hated the score. Hated the, the score. The
0: score didn't even—I didn't even like make note of the score. That's how much it was. It's insignificant one
1: of me. those like blase r- normal scores, yeah, and then yeah. a random like hard fiddle strum, and I'm like, I, oh god.
0: But the uh, diagenic music was great. Yeah,
1: always uh, is. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't. He, turn.
0: He's really good at picking music for scenes.
1: Also, this is another one of those things that like always bugged me, like the he would, as you know, I hate how everyone likes to come after like commercial movies when I think there's they have more in common with independent movies and, and all that stuff than mm-hmm. they have not in common uh like would you consider you, this commercial or independent that is a phenomenal question. right? Well well you you tell me. Um, it's, I mean, honestly, it's, it's no. Got, I take that back. It's, it's a, commercial. It's, it's got a commercial. It's the, it's the budget, yeah. <laughs>
0: but it's got more of a feel of an independent movie because of how it was shot and how long it took. And
1: I think there's a case to be made that, like this type of Martin Scorsese movie, is a commercial movie. His sure. his big budget crime movies are that.
0: I mean, half the budget was just the fucking uh, de aging technology.
1: Which worked? Which I mean, it's 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 expensive and it's yeah. too much for sure. But it did work. It was successful. It right. was the best version of that for a long period of time that I've seen before. When
0: they did, did you see Rogue One? Yeah. Did you? How did you feel about the Peter Cushing and the Princess Leia in
1: that? I, uh, P- Princess Leia, I think, looked essentially perfect. Yeah. Uh, Peter Cushing, I think, had the same problem talking about you. It's it's the spotlight on the center of your cheek that yeah. always is just too smooth. It looks like it's clay.
0: So the. The special effects team on that movie, Industrial Line of Magic, uh, which is like probably the is one of the top two or three uh, special effects companies in the world, they said after making Rogue One, which is four years ago, they made it, uh, this is so impractical. I don't see how anyone could use this for a lot of a movie. <laughs> and uh, because they said it just takes a shitload of time, so much work goes into it, it's super expensive. And then um, Scorsese is like,
1: I got you. <laughs> I love that.
0: Uh, Theme I, parks, baby. That's right. Uh, I don't know. So uh, one other thing I wanted to shine a light on on this movie was I, the performance that I think is gonna go uh, kind of overshadowed on this is of the character of Pro, um, who's a is a British actor. I forget his name. Um, let me look that up real
1: quick. Oh, oh, uh, Stephen Graham.
0: Yeah, Stephen yeah. Graham. Stephen Graham is fantastic as Pro. He plays this really prick, uh, New Jersey uh, uh, mobster, and um, it's it becomes a big feud with Pacino, uh, with Jimmy Hoffa's character, and that shorts. ends up don't
1: wear shorts to a meeting. bro. Don't wear shorts
0: to a meeting, and that ends up leading to like the conclusion of the movie. It's all a lot to have to do with the initial argument they have, and um, but that character, I I loved how much of a prick and uh, all that stuff about him. I thought he was fantastic. He, and he's uh, it's going to be overlooked, one hundred percent.
1: It's, I mean, I overlooked it, but not because of that. Though. I overlooked it because he has now been more or less doing the same thing for like 10 years. He, um, on board, sure. Boardwalk Empire and various other performances in, uh, American and British films. He's kind of been doing the same thing. I, 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 I uh... I hate to say it, but I feel the way about Stephen Graham that I do about, like, Mark Strong and a lot of these dudes who had, sweet, they had a certain trajectory, but for some reason they still kind of played the same character in the same movies and sure. their career doesn't really feel like it's, it's grown the way it is. He played the same character on uh, Peaky Blinders, too. A lot of, very, lot of the same seen for him. I Blinders. I hear it's great. Sorry. Continue.
0: Peaky Blinders. I hear it's great.
1: Um, what else about this movie? Um,
0: what else you got? Well,
1: we can look up some trips.
0: Um, So, I mean, also, this book is, this movie is based on a book. And uh, also, a lot of this information, this version of this story is not really corro- uh, corroborated by any other sources other than from the words of Frank Sheeran, uh-huh. the, uh, the Irishman. Uh, he claimed when he was dying, telling this guy uh, all the, all these different stories about his life for the mob and what happened, blah, blah, blah. That he killed Joey Gallo. When it was originally suspected that he was killed by four Italian Americans from a rival Colombo family, Colombo
1: uh, family, the
0: Colombo family. There's a famous <laughs> New York. It just family. sounds like. Um, then obviously the Jimmy Hoffa story, which I'm, is it true? Maybe there's no way to really know. Um, but yeah, so there's this is we uh, keep in the back of your head all this version of the story is all from the perspective. Of Fred uh, Frank Sheeran, yeah. so it will kind of you know guide. I think it doesn't it say this is
1: way. this is based on first hand accounts. Doesn't it say that
0: of Frank Sheeran's yeah. first hand accounts. Yeah, yeah, this book, uh, the book is basically his memoir that he yeah told. No, to I, I
1: th- I'm saying I think the movie is being very explicit about that.
0: No, I know, but I'm just what I'm saying is, I I would question whether all of this stuff went down the way that it's dude. I so.
1: uh, I rewatched Zero Dark Thirty the other day. I did not realize that's uh. That starts out with the, this is based, it says it, this is based off firsthand accounts from real life events. Yeah. Um, but everyone says it's, it's dog shit, right? Everyone says it's, it's it's fraudulent.
0: But the people who are saying it have something
1: to protect. So who knows? Yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> um, so it's hard to say. Uh, I loved that movie the first couple times I saw it. I, when I saw it yesterday, I was like, oh man, this isn't that good. Zero she Dark Thirty? Like yeah. I, I, liked, loved I loved it. so I loved it I the loved first it. couple times. Do you
0: prefer that uh, or do you prefer the one with uh, Jeremy
1: Renner? Her, her Locker. Um, this, but now I gotta rethink it. It's always been this, but now I gotta rethink it because... Uh,
0: I think I like Her Locker
1: more. I, I see a world where Her Locker is better because... Her Locker's it's got Jeremy f- Renner one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it has, like, it has like the fun of like a different Anthony Mackie role and it's Jeremy yeah, Renner Maggie's, before... Yeah. Anthony yeah. Mackie's great. But it's, and it's also uh, Jeremy Renner being like incredible, right? Because he, he hasn't... Jeremy Renner hasn't really... Done what we thought he was gonna do. He should he should have been like a Brad Pitt type where he can be a leading man and a character he's, at the same time.
0: He's like always like right underneath the main like
1: He's gonna he's about to be a rich man, Stephen Graham, if he don't he's get been, a franchise.
0: He's been he's, he's he's got all his money from selling houses.
1: <laughs> I heard you sell houses. Alright, no, John. Right. Set it up, baby.
0: Johnny likes.
1: Johnny likes.
0: Go see it. It's available on Netflix. Yeah. Okay, we are going to do some buffering.
1: Buff that chuck, buff, buff, buff. All I got is your buff.
0: We are doing the spring of 1999, and of course the spring season is defined. As the first Friday march through the
1: Thursday before the first Friday in May, I went to go take a drink of my soda and for some reason, John just put his hand right on my hand and the soda. What was that about? Explain yourself.
0: Listen, I thought you needed it.
1: <laughs> it, it felt very <laughs> uncomfortable.
0: So, the, All right, so this season is uh, is a pretty, pretty dense one.
1: Very good season. Very good season. We have a lot of movies to talk about. We John. do.
0: We're gonna go to number forty-five on this list, which is a movie that made almost no money, two hundred ninety-nine thousand. Mm. But it's a movie that I love. It's called SoC Punk. It's a movie that became like kind of like a cult, a niche cult classic uh-huh. within like it's a you know a subgenre of subgenre. But uh, it's a movie Double about up. about a bunch of punk kids in Salt Lake City that are just trying to you know revolt against the oh uh, you know the Mormon bullshit of uh. Of Utah. That, that classic
1: everyday garden variety Mormon bullshit.
0: Well, you know Utah's a weird place, man. And uh, been there, player. It's got uh Matthew Lillard and um, Damian Lillard. Dame Lillard shows up. Uh, Dame Lillard would be how old in '99? He got to be around like what, twelve? No less. Yeah, no, that'd be
1: almost be exactly right. No, 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 no less. Now he was be, yeah. 22 when he was drafted. He'd be in. like, he'd be like nine. Yeah, something like that. Well, he's a ninety baby. He
0: shows up. There's a little black kid. They're like, "Oh look, it's Dane Lillard." That's, That's what, happens. what happens in the movie. No and, one believes it. And he's it. in
1: too many movies.
0: <laughs> he is. Uh, so Jason Siegel shows up in this. Uh, he plays like kind of an ancillary role, but he's uh, he's great in it for the little bit he's in. It's this weird like this weird movie with a couple of really uh, solid performances. It's kind of a whatever. But um, as a kid growing up, that I was really into punk for a while, this movie meant a lot to me. So wanted to highlight it.
1: Nice. Never saw it. Next.
0: Next on this list, number 32. This made $3.7 million. It's a British film. Oh, yeah. Lock, stock, and two smoking barrels.
1: Now, John, how much should we talk about this movie? Are we going to do a podcast on it? We will probably do a podcast on this. All right. So let's just talk about how we love this movie and move on. Okay. All right. British heist movie.
0: Uh, Yes. Con movie?
1: British, definitely a British heist movie. And the beginning of so many people's careers. Yes, it is.
0: (laughs) Um... Number thirty this says idle hands.
1: I haven't seen this movie. This is the this is Foggy Nelson from Daredevil as a baby.
0: Sure, Foggy Nelson.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Who's that? Is that the fat, fat guy? Oh, yeah,
1: butterfly yeah. effect. Tim, Seth Green. Oh,
0: there's an attractive woman in this and I can't remember her name of the movie. I thought
1: moment. you said Seth Green as an attractive woman in this. Seth Green plays a
0: very attractive woman. Uh, it's a guy whose hand gets possessed. His two friends die. Big time. Uh, they come back to life somehow. Big time. And uh, his hands trying to murder people, and he's trying to prevent it. Big time. That's idle hands.
1: Got the spirit that's thingies.
0: Idle hands is the devil's playground.
1: Cause jerking off is for senior citizens. Exactly. You know it.
0: Number nine we're gonna jump down now to nineteen. Now I know we said it was a great season, but it's dense at the top.
1: It's that's thick at the top. <laughs> Just like me. Gross. Number No, 19. I have a big head. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's still gross. Your head is gross. Number nineteen on this list is the Mod Squad, which made thirteen point two million dollars.
1: This is a movie with Claire Danes, Omar Epps, G- and Giovanni uh, Ribisi, as That's well right. as Richard Jenkins, Josh Brolin, and uh, uh, Dennis Farina. It is horrible. It's really, really yeah, it's bad. It's a movie. really bad movie. But it was like definitely one of those uh, like fun, goofy uh, '90s movies. You could just like have a blast. it's like it's like if Mystery Men took itself too seriously.
0: Oh, that's a good call. Yeah. The Mods Club was originally a show from the 70s. Yes. Correct. and they, A good
1: show, by the way. Have you ever seen this? I have not the seen The show is show. really dope.
0: I heard it's good. Yes. Now, mods also are a group of people in SLC Punk. Oh, what? Because there's the punks, there's the mods, oh. there's, yeah, there's a bunch of different like, uh, sub-givers. And there, uh, there's a scene in that movie where the character from Idle Hands is also in SLC Punk where he has a bunch of acid in his pants and he's running through sprinklers. All the acid tabs go off because he's a dealer. And, uh... He loses his mind because of it. Yowza. So that's fun.
1: Claire Dane's 20 years old in this movie. That's right. Yeah. Claire Dane's. Very, yeah, very, very young Claire Dane's playing Elite.
0: I like Claire Dane's. Huh.
1: Homeland was good and then wasn't. I saw the first season. Oh, good. Perfect. You'll you, never watch another Did episode. Did you see Romeo uh, plus sign Juliet? No. Okay. But I heard uh, Cap was a weirdo. <laughs> I wonder if people know that I'm talking about Leonardo DiCaprio when I say Cap. They'll
0: probably I'm think saying. you're talking about Kyle Kaepernick.
1: Obviously. <laughs> Number number twenty on famed, this list is Colin
0: Kaepernick, famed actor. <laughs> oh my God! Number, next? We're gonna move to seventeen, which is Election. We made fourteen point nine million.
1: Oh yes! <laughs> now I don't like Election, but you do. I love Election. Yeah, I I, I could do it with or without Election. I'm happy that there's a couple more Matthew Broderick movies before he just becomes like horrible and only in terrible movies. Broderick's but, um, great in this. I could do. Yeah, you know he is, and he, and he he very much is like the perfect guy for this role, too. It's so. one
0: of his better performances. And no, that's, he, that's exactly what when, I'm saying. Like when he starts, when things start going awry for him and his th- disheveled guy is fantastic. They
1: get off the rails pretty quick. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah.
0: I saw that movie in middle school and uh, I was uh, I didn't understand a lot of what was going on. We were watching it as an adult. I'm like, oh, I miss a lot of these jokes, huh? <laughs> um, All right, we're going to jump down a little bit more because there's a bunch of weird movies here that aren't worth talking about. But number 11 is ed tv 22.4 million dollars now this is a movie with woody harrelson and Mac- matthew mcconaughey matthew mcconaughey is kind of like the truman show but oh, but he's aware of it like there's oh a, there's this a, sounds dope this is good this it's it's got its moments it's mostly interesting good. uh so mcconaughey is being filmed 24 hours a day except for when he goes to the bathroom there's a whole channel dedicated to his life and people are loving it and they can interact with the show like there's one point where there's a there's a he gets into a fight with his girlfriend and the audience hates his girlfriend (laughs) who doesn't but um he's he loves her and there's a point where uh he's the people are voting and saying that they want him to like break up with her and he's like angry at everyone woody harrelson's brother is like kind of like a, a shitty dude and then Ellen DeGeneres works for the network, and then the guy at the network is uh, like a headsome old guy who's, they're uh, who's really, really trying to manipulate his life, and he's trying to get out of it towards the end. But it's, yeah, it's fun. Okay. And uh, TV. All right, number 10 is Baby Geniuses, which made $27.2 million. Do you Baby know what this Geniuses movie is? Baby Geniuses
1: is great, but it's like disturbing it to great? watch now. Uh, is- no, of course it's not great. I'm being, it's all in jest.
0: Correct me if I'm wrong. The premise of this movie is You that- got it.
1: Uh, so just say the title and you got it.
0: Babies are born geniuses till they learn how to talk.
1: Oh, that's what the premise. All I know is that it's the movie where the babies can speak and they have these huge grand plans. It's like Home Alone on fucking steroids. It's it's babies just like running around, actually being geniuses and like stopping plots with like guys and well, cars yeah, and stuff. Yeah,
0: and they also have like it's nuts out. So. The if you listen to the dialogue, there's things that are like things they say that could only be learned through life experiences. <laughs> It's a very
1: weird movie. Yes, for sure. All their dialogue is that of someone that has lived in the life and absorbed pop culture to some extent. <laughs>
0: yeah. So it's odd. Um, How do
1: you know phrases, baby?
0: Just ridiculous. <laughs> uh, number nine is The Out of Towners. I made $28.5 million.
1: Uh, Out of Towners? What's Out of Towners? Steve Martin? Martin. Oh, got you. Yeah. This, this, again, this is kind of the end of an era for Steve Martin. He's only got one more after this, and that's bringing Down My House.
0: Is that after? The, oh yeah, that's early two thousand. Yeah, oh that's two thousand five. Uh-huh. Uh, Steve Martin's made a lot of interesting choices.
1: He has, but the nineties were not good. Dan. The eighties were were ravenous with Steve Martin. Fantastic. What did, stuff. What
0: did Roxanne come out? Uh, I don't know. I'll tell you. That's Cyrano de Bergerac. Do you know that?
1: Uh, sure. You know what Cyrano de Bergiac is? Eighty seven. Told you. Ooh. Martin all day. Daryl Hannah. You know it. I know it's Daryl Hannah.
0: You don't have to tell me about Daryl. Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to tell me. You got to know about Daryl Hannah. Oh my God. Number eight. Keith Leisure. That's how you say his name, right?
1: Keith? Keith Leisure? <laughs> oh, it? my God. That's horrible. Um, What's his name? Heath. Heath Are Clezer. you serious? Oh, you actually <laughs> forgot. Oh, my God. I, <laughs> I you, did I thought, forget. Oh, I thought you were being sarcastic. No. no. I was sarcastic because I thought you were being sarcastic. No.
0: That was John having a brain fart.
1: Wow. Rest in peace, Heath. Uh, I that, didn't mean for that to rhyme.
0: Rest in Heath. Come Number on. Number eight is 10 Things I Hate About You, which made $38.1 million. People
1: love this movie, don't they? This movie's fun. I know I like it, but I but it's but it's it's one of those things that people exactly our age like love love, and I'm like it was okay, it was cool. I like, uh, it. I like him. He's great. In it. He is. He's fantastic. like the best. Yeah, for sure. I like Julia Styles a lot in this.
0: I uh, yeah, sure. You do.
1: don't like Julia Styles. I don't. That's true. You've exposed me. I don't. I think all the Born movies are bad because
0: <laughs> she's like one of the few people that's good in all the Born movies.
1: <laughs> Stay away from Doug Lyman, you bitch. You John, not her. I get that. Okay. Um, oh, and that's another thing. When we left the, when we left the Irishman... What'd I do? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm assuming I did something stupid. Sorry, I'm trying to... Let me get my shit straight. When we, left, when we left the Irishman, we stand up, and John realizes that my girlfriend has had a a, a big scarf on over her, and he says, Bitch, is that a blanket? <laughs> <laughs> I did not say it like that. Yes, you did. You said it exactly like that. You said, <laughs> Bitch, is that a blanket? <laughs> I don't talk like that. That is precisely how you said it. I don't say, like, Bitch, is that a blanket? in this in this order I looked to my girlfriend to make sure that she was okay with it and then I was like that's hilarious
0: <laughs> is this before or after you went into the wrong bathroom
1: <laughs> oh my god I did the bathrooms at the upper, the bathrooms on the level of the theater are all like, all genders but the ones downstairs are not and I thought they just all were so I walk into the ladies bathroom like about to take a piss and my girlfriend's like yo chill come back I was like hey baby don't even worry about it it's all love and the woman in the stall next to me is like it's all women in this bathroom <laughs>
0: Yes! Yes. Number seven, Cruel Intentions. That made
1: 20, $38.3 million. All right. I don't know if I've told. No, I think this. I have put this on the pod before, so listeners of the pod know. You love cruel, Ryan Felipe. No, that Cruel Intentions is the movie that I got my first erection oh, to. Oh, Jesus Christ. Eight years old. We have talked about maybe this. Maybe nine. It was a VHS. I was in my room, put it in, get to the Sarah Michelle Geller part. Boom. I learned what a man was.
0: Not You mean the makeout scene? Yep. The lesbian makeout yep. scene? Yep.
1: Yeah, this movie's Wow, thanks. Great. This movie's great. It, it, it is actually a good movie, isn't it? I, like I do forget lot. that. The boner overshadows it. It's, uh, it bone shadows It's it.
0: interesting because like, it made about the same amount of money at 10 Things I Hate About You, and it's like usually in the same season, you don't necessarily think you'd have two kind of, um, I mean, one's Disney. I mean, 10 Things I Hate About You is Disney. But I, I, I don't know. I, in my head, it's like they wouldn't come out around the same time. Uh, but they are very, very different tone movies. But there would be a similar audience of For think. sure, for sure. So number six on this list, made $52.9 million, is a rom-com with Sandra Bullock, your favorite. Oh, yeah. And Ben Affleck, your oh, favorite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> two, you're Hate two, them both. Your two favorite actors in this movie. Oh, my
1: God. He is surprisingly my favorite Batman, like in-costume Batman. Love his his Batman. I thought you said Batman. No, 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 no. Not his Bruce Wayne, but his Batman. How, how
0: do you feel about him being a bag man?
1: A bag. Dude, how do you feel about that movie with him and Damon coming out where one of them, where he bounces and Damon rapes his wife? Is that The Accountant? No! <laughs> that sounds intense. Yikes. Yeah. I think it's called The Duel. I'm not pro. Oh, like yes. Bad I, news, my guy. I
0: did see that poster yeah. and I was wondering. Not a
1: movie I want to see.
0: I was like, hey, isn't that a Spielberg movie from. I'm just s- guessing
1: that's season. the way the rules are. If they're the other way around, that's not popping.
0: You think that. Damon's got a
1: right. I think f- to make it safe, Damon's got a right. To make it safe. Yeah. Why well, use? A condom. I don't think Affleck needs that in his life.
0: You could just use a condom. Number. F- this is a shitty rom-com that's not worth talking about. Number five is Never Been Kissed, fifty-five point four million dollars. Notter.
1: Maybe I mean, my only. Uh, another rom-com. I was gonna say maybe my only uh, uh, Drew Barrymore movie of choice. I don't really like her at all, but I do like this movie. It's her as a reporter. She goes undercover to high school. It's a movie you've seen a thousand times, but it's cute. John C. Riley plays her boss. Yep. Um, It's a fun movie. For some reason, Octavia Spencer's in this movie. All kinds of stuff, yeah.
0: Octavia Spencer shows up in a lot of movies. You're like, oh, shit. She does. Do you like Never Been Kissed? I do like Never Been Kissed. I think... um, It's got the right attitude. I like Drew Barrymore. She's not great, but the No, movie, by no the, means.
1: She and she never is done.
0: But the movies that she's good in, she's, I think she's really good in. Such as? Wait, first of, of all, plural? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? I think she's really good in the first Charlie's these angels. I
1: thought you were going to say, like, E.T. I was like, that don't count.
0: E.T. don't count. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's just... I, li- I liked her... I'll uh, give you angels one.
1: No full throttle, though.
0: I You know I will... Ne- I only go half. All right. I never go past half throttle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all shaft, no head. That's Listen to I'm David Allen Greer,
0: bro. I'm telling you. Uh, the... Uh, her directorial debut in Whippet was good. Oh, that movie's good? I like Whippet. I like Ellen Page.
1: Ellen Page is turning into someone that's making the same movie over and over again, though. That might not she's be her fault. She's becoming her Instagram presence in her career. That real, might not be time. her fault. Oh, you think she's getting pigeonholed? Oh, 100%. Okay. Well, no, that's why I'm bringing it up, is because she's, she also, like, advocates literally for all this stuff, and she has, like, a Vice TV show where she, like, does the, like, it's, I don't know.
0: Never because she was in
1: Inception. She was in. She was yeah. Kitty Pryde. She was in big dumb movies. What's Kitty Pryde? Uh, X Men. That's she's. She's in three ah. X Men movies. Like those yeah. are
0: the ones with uh, Fast Bender.
1: Uh the earlier ones. McElvoy? Who is it? Stewart. Was oh, it the Stewart ones? Yeah.
0: Shit! I only saw X and X Two. They call it Oh oh
1: oh! She's she's huge in three.
0: Okay, I didn't see three.
1: Kp three.
0: Did we call the first one X? Is that okay?
1: <laughs> uh, I thought it was X Men. Yeah, that's right. You know what the opening scene of X-Men is? The first one. Yeah.
0: Is it something to do with uh, Storm?
1: It's the Holocaust. It's just the Holocaust. The first five minutes of the movie is the Holocaust. That's right,
0: because Magneto <laughs> is a Holocaust survivor. Yeah. That's Ian I McKellen. I always
1: forget that's how the X-Men movies begin. Is
0: it Ian McKellen?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, big time.
0: Who's uh? Patrick Stewart? Yep. <laughs> Number... <laughs> Number
1: four. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Number four is a movie that uh, we need to do a bot on at some point.
1: Well, we can still talk about life without getting into the details Let's of life. Let's talk about it. Man.
0: This is a movie that I think we've referenced on like five different episodes.
1: I mean, I would say Life No Joke is like a top, it's it's minimum like a top 15 movie for me all the time, like in, in all seriousness.
0: $64 million for this, which is fantastic.
1: Yeah. Oh my um, Lord. Oh my Lord. Yeah.
0: It, this Good for is, you, life. This is um, Martin Lawrence, Eddie Murphy,
1: my boy Bernie Mac, rest in power. Gotta love him. Um It's everyone. Anthony Anderson is Anthony Anderson. there are no funny black people of the time that are not in this movie. Um Hold Shouts now, to it, the diner scene of the I mean the cafeteria. <laughs> the cafeteria scene. Were you gonna say what, what did you say?
0: I said what about plastic snipes for funny black people?
1: <laughs> oh, is he not in wait he he's in life? No. Oh yeah, I was about to say he what said, said no
0: about. funny black people, and I mean I named a person who's not known as a funny black person. Oh. the but, joke but he was, is funny. That he's not Experiment. funny in his movies. He's funny in Dolomite. That's about the first time he's been. Oh, playing.
1: yeah, that's because uh type is the most self-serious man of all time. Yeah. Well pay your Texas. So <laughs> <laughs> Um Let's talk about life. I gotta control this laugh. Uh yeah, I think so, your laugh is endearing. Li- thank you. Um life uh starts out with with Martin Lawrence and Eddie Murphy getting into a mishap that leads them both on a booze drive down to the uh to, to the prohibition uh racist. Well, yeah, it
0: takes place in the
1: the 30s. Yeah, 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 yeah. and uh, something like that. 30s, 40s, whatever. Um, and uh, and and they get they get stuck in Mississippi. They get framed for a murder they didn't commit and spend quote unquote life in jail. And what happens after that is just the most heartwarming, funny, and what I and what I'll always forget until yeah. I see the movie, which I, which I love, is that this movie is so objectively good. It is so oh, yeah. literally and like factually just
0: good. It's, it's 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 not. There's
1: no bad parts of life. There's not bad things in this movie. Well. They're sad and beautiful and emotional yeah, things.
0: Absolutely, uh, this movie is really fun. It's yeah. once uh, once they get into the jail and things start happening, it's just it's just nonstop fun for me.
1: You, you know, uh, I uh, I I think this movie in a way is like what uh, funny people should have been. Where it's like the the tone funny that funny people
0: takes. is not a comedy.
1: I'm with you. No, I agree. Um, but the the tone life takes is something I, I'm not even sure if I've seen. Anything like it since, where it can be so almost like caricature at the same time, but then also just your standard dramedy, and then also have room for like big explosive comedic performances, and just like like uh just I mean drama, like it's just fucked up when when they try to escape and get shot, like it's just super sad. Um, life. Woo. Pod coming soon. Don't worry about it, y'all. Oh man, we got you.
0: Too many black (laughs) movies. Number three on this list is.
1: It's funny because no one knows what the reference is, so you, you just said it. <laughs> I
0: might have to cut some of this. Number three on this list is Entrapment, which made 87.7 movies. I think almost solely on the trailer showing Catherine Zeta-Jones uh, dugging under some... Uh, they're actually pieces of string, but you think that they're, uh, they're lasers, lasers.
1: Yeah, I thought you said Duncan. I was like, she don't cross nobody up in this. That's Catwoman. That's Holly Berry in Catwoman. Dive it under. Um... I saw this movie uh, on Y two K while my parents were getting drunk in a what hotel with my aunts and uncles, and all the kids stayed in the hotel room and watched Entrapment.
0: Oh, in the hotel room.
1: Yeah, not in theaters. <laughs> no, not in theaters. But it was, it was, but it was uh, like one of those like you know hotels get movies early, and yeah, you're like, oh, this is only like a week removed from theaters. We out here. <laughs> um,
0: I I love this movie. It's a heist movie, so you know what I'm in.
1: <laughs> Obviously, Get, uh, Sean Connery will not be popping up on my heist team though.
0: Well, Sean Connery, you don't Sean think Connery. you don't think he'd be good for the heist?
1: That's not a bad, Connery. It's, you look Irish, but I guess are not Irish. I'm Not Irish at all, not even a little bit. Yeah, I
0: think I turned a little bit into Bane at the end of that impression.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Sean Connery played Bane. Sean, he was the voice of Bane. Tom Conner- Hardy was just the face.
0: Sean Connery, my Sean Connery and my Bane impression are almost the
1: same. I'm scared for Sean Connery because he's he's going the way of Nicholson. We're like, should we be worried about his health right now? Because we just don't. We see We should his probably face be now. worried about he's his health. He's older than Jack Nicholson. Sean Connery was like, and he's punched maybe born a lot in the late twenties. Yeah, it's crazy.
0: He's punched a lot of women. Are you serious? In movies.
1: <laughs> oh my! Wait, I didn't know that either. What you talking about? He you punched never like, seen like, Zardoz. Lord? No. What? No. He
0: punches like a couple of women.
1: Why? Uh, are they ninjas or
0: something? No.
1: Wait, dude. I'm serious. What's the context? This is crazy.
0: I don't remember the exact context, but... Oh, my uh, Lord. Yeah. He, I think he's punched women in, like, three or four movies.
1: What are the other instances? What are... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Sean oh, my Connor. God. How have I missed... I mean, I guess this is so pre-internet. Is like pre, it's, like, pre-phone, maybe, you even. don't
0: like Scottish people. We've oh. talked about this.
1: Oh, my God. That's crazy. Dude, okay, sorry. Last question about Sean Connery punching women in the face. When was the last time it happened? Please don't tell me it was in, like, the 80s. Oh, my Lord. Jeez Louise. All right, I guess we had to Three
0: untouchables, I believe. He doesn't punch any women in that.
1: That's rough. Three or four casually saying that. I was like, even for back then, I don't think that's that's a little amount. Listen,
0: Sean Connery wants to get rough with a woman he's going to do. You think he wrote that into the movie like Edward Norton did in The Hulk? I think so.
1: Oh, chill. Let's go on (laughs) to the next movie, cuz.
0: Number two is analyze this 106 million broke 100 million on this bad boy this is of course your boy billy crystal your favorite jewish comedian who oh does yeah a, Who does a black guy impression sammy davis jr okay <laughs> uh, oh i forgot about that oh yeah man yeah, rough think, day for me remembering things i think billy crystal if you asked him he would don blackface and do it today no yeah
1: yikes Loves that
0: impression Interesting. uh and uh Interesting. and the irishman himself robert de niro
1: um, I, I think I'm going to rewatch these movies. I didn't really it's like them. I didn't really like them at first, but, uh, I'll, I'll give them a second chance. Uh, the,
0: the, this, for me, this movie just culminates in the scene where Billy Crystal is pretending to be a mobster. That whole sequence is fantastic. Um, I love, um, oh, I was going to say Joe
1: Latruglio. Is it thing. okay that I don't like Billy Crystal that much? Absolutely. Okay. Not because of what you just told me, but in general, I'm like, I, I, yeah. Charlie, he's okay. the best Oscar host really that's what word that's okay if you say so far from it M- most is not best but this is a fun movie uh, and the guy who who didn't
0: the guy who wrote this like just write a bunch of like really good movies recently like serious movies not even comedies
1: um oh, shit. maybe the- Harold directed Ramis this? directed this my guy
0: no 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 uh, who wrote it
1: oh oh Kenneth Lonergan oh my yeah. god yeah <laughs> yeah wow.
0: Kenneth, Kenneth Lonergan wrote this it's good uh, for him the famed comedy writer kind of the me. lobby hero you know I mean I think that Manchester by the Sea was your favorite comedy of 2017
1: oh so. I thought I was laughing the whole time <laughs> it's not normal I, I thought it was hysterically funny And
0: right, number one is a movie that basically changed uh, cinema a genre this of movie. changed movies this is The this Matrix. There's been like six or
1: seven movies that have changed movies since the time The Matrix has come out, and this is one of them. Absolutely. Them.
0: The Matrix, $171.4 yeah. million. This is from the Wachowski brothers, who are now the Wachowski sisters. Uh, they are not cisgendered. <laughs> Transgender. That's
1: right. Yeah, Learning so much today. Interesting that twins would both Transition. Oh, for some reason, I think I thought they were. Uh, they might not be twins. A white. I thought they were a couple. No, but I guess other siblings. Okay. They were brothers. That, I just knew they were a, a, a duo. A
0: they're they're brothers that um, have both transitioned to female.
1: Gotcha. Which is interesting.
0: Uh, the Matrix, uh, literally, like probably the most influential sci-fi movie of the '90s. I would think that's hard to argue that. Uh oh, uh, yeah, and I think <laughs> yeah. that probably the only other maybe side. the
1: decade after that too, maybe. I in think the that 2000s yeah, it's like well.
0: Star yeah. Wars and then this. Yeah, Star like,
1: Wars this than Avatar maybe I don't know. Oh, yeah, 100% um, Avatar. Yeah, uh The Matrix I uh I got to say I rewatched it this year. It's same. Still hold- it still holds up. It hold it is a it is a crazy hold up. I uh, I watched it at home and I I regret not seeing it in theaters because it came back for like $5 movie day. Yeah, the I saw and that. I was like yeah, I, like, I, 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 this, I almost went. Cuz um man that is that's that is one of the craziest movie experiences yeah. in a theater I've ever had in my life. I was eight years old, and everyone was just like we were just confused with how awesome everything was. We just we didn't know what to do with ourselves as it was happening.
0: It's 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 really worth a rewatch. It's a movie that's usually available on most things, but I mean, you I, do, gotta, I still
1: don't understand why the sequels are so bad. I, th- I really don't uh, get why they're so so bad.
0: I think because they had a really high concept. Um, Story that oh. had to get crazier as it went on, and because it goes so far, when you have the origin of it, it's like the it's just the beginning of it. Every it, it's every movie can they've take. made, because the second and third ones are just so much bigger and so much crazier that it, that's what like the Zion I don't I don't disagree with that, but
1: every movie they make is 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 like so on its face a metaphor for change yeah. and turning into something different or something inside you that is not the same as what's outside you. It's it's so on the nose with that. And for they have now made several movies and two seasons of a television show that is still literally about that exact same thing. Yeah. So I don't get how they couldn't just make three movies at their creative peak or at creative uh, uh, genesis rather. Okay, no, no, no. For sure. Um it's I
0: it's interesting, but like, uh, but like a movie like Juniper, uh, Juniper, uh, Jupiter Ascending, which was like uh, panned when it came out, is becoming uh, coming a resurgence of people like that. Like, really? It. Should yeah. I watch it? I, okay, all right.
1: I've seen scenes from it, and I was like, "This looks dog shit."
0: Well, Channing Tatum plays a dog, so there's that. I Thought and he plays an elf. Someone's a dog.
1: Mila Kunis. Mila Kunis is a dog. I don't know.
0: What's the guy who played um, the guy in the chair? That's not. I didn't see the movie. I told theory you, I only seen the guy with theory of everything.
1: Oh, oh my, oh Mr. Lizard, Mr. Lizliz. What, Liz. What's his name? Eddie Redmayne.
0: Yeah, Red Redmayne's in it. Yeah. Redmayne might be the dog. Listen, I haven't lizard. seen it. He
1: turns into a lizard.
0: Is it Lizardman? It's a lizard. All right, Lizardman.
1: Let's do. Uh, let's do our awards. Well, hold on. let's talk about the major for one more second. Oh, uh, you have more about the major. You gotta love the uh, the ripple window yes. glass helicopter Fantastic. breaking too. That whole sequence is uh, is my like. uh... My my uh, my moment, like the beginning of the Dark Knight, for the era before that. The beginning of the Dark Knight, that opening sequence was just like, whoa! This is cra- we are we are entering a new world of movies, and this is like crazy. When I when you see the escape the escape of Neo, I'm sorry, yeah. the escape of Morpheus, that whole uh, sequence. In oh, in shit, theaters, you're, you're like your like, your heart is racing, and you just like like I said, you're just like in a room full of people, and you're all like, "Wow, we, will will we even ever see anything like this before?" Because every because walking the theater, everyone was agree really like we've never seen no shit like this before, and to this day, now I'm wondering now like we haven't really gotten like a, something that good and kung fu y like really since.
0: I still bothers me about the deja vu thing. That's never been what deja vu is.
1: Uh, pardon me. There's
0: a scene where they're going on Oh, sex. Oh, when they explain. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. And like, he sees the cat walk yeah. by. Then he sees the same cat walk by. He goes, oh, deja vu. No, that's, that's not deja vu. That's, that's never that's, been deja, that's deja vu. That's a cat walking two places. No <laughs> one's thought that's deja
1: vu ever. Why would you just choose anything else? But No, but what he means is that he... That you wouldn't, it's all you screen deja vu. He's saying that he's saying that that's that's happened before. He's saying that that reminds me of a time that's
0: Deja happened. vu is not seeing something twice in a row. Deja vu is having the feeling that you've seen something before.
1: It's the it's literally the Matrix. <laughs> it's it's the, bullshit. The tool, of the Matrix. Not just say, the
0: movie. yo, that's weird. I just saw a glitch. The, the, uh,
1: Are you canceling the only good Matrix movie? No, not now. That scene. Not now, John. I hate that scene so we much. We don't have any more Jeske properties I, to offset it.
0: I think the the thing that made when I saw this movie the first time that like blew my mind like the first at least the first thing I was like whoa was when they just like make his mouth close. Uh, when they're oh. interrogating him, that, <laughs> really? Yeah, because when I saw. I would never seen anything like that before. I was like, "What is that?"
1: that I feel like and something
0: happens the, in the paranoia of that happening. Oh, that's to creepy. Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Already, oh it's the Lord, creepiest yeah. thing ever. Yeah, and the creepiness scared
1: on. me. It went. Out, it was fear when I was eight. Now I'm like, "Ooh, this is."
0: Oh yeah, no. I mean, ninety nine. Ninety nine was third. Uh, when this book came out, I was twelve. Yeah.
1: So. Shit, Matrix man. Matrix One is fantastic.
0: It's fantastic, it holds up great. I saw it this year. Loved it. Loved it.
1: L-O-V-E. 20 years old. Thumbs up to The Matrix. Solidest movie year ever. Let's go to awards. Yeah, bro.
0: Let's do The Life of Shelves. All right. For Shelf Life. That's a movie, of course, that has, as years have gone on, maybe you had it at your auntie's house, but you're watching it all the time. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, maybe you had the DVD. Maybe you saw scenes of it on and off cable, and and, uh, and that's why you love it. Uh, So for for Shelf Life, I cheated. I had two movies. I went with... (laughs) <laughs> 10 Things I Hate About You slash Never Been Kissed. Uh, those That uh, that era, this era of, of rom-coms, um, I saw in chunks more times than I can count. I've seen those movies. I've seen scenes of that movie from those two movies combined probably like 30, 40 times.
0: Mine was um uh, SLC Punk just because it was one of those movies that I had never seen and then a buddy uh, introduced it to me and then it was a thing that we watched a bunch of times over and over again in the early
1: aughts. Noise, noise. Uh, for career start, hey now. I imagine we may have uh, the same answer here. For career start, I GR. went with. I went with uh specifically uh Guy Ritchie, but also just the the team and the British crime vibe of the Guy Ritchie uh, uh, genre from Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels.
0: Right, Statham.
1: Statham, uh, Dexter Fletcher, kind of. Vinny uh, Jones. Yeah, I mean, just uh, all of them.
0: Vinny Jones. This is his first movie is Lockstock and he was like just a Incredible. soccer player who was known for like being He's violent. so tall. He's a soccer player, really. He's a soccer player. Or rugby player?
1: Ah shit, I don't remember.
0: I thought he was a soccer player. i want to go with soccer player. Soccer
1: player. Cool. Box office surprise. I have Entrapment. Yeah.
0: Entrapment made a lot for you.
1: <laughs> yeah, making 87 million dollars. It's pretty crazy. Like an- analyze this is crazier at 100 million dollars. Um, but Entrapment, to me, is just, I don't think just goofier, this, and I, don't I think like less it. people care about it.
0: Well, I think Analyze just <laughs> kind of makes sense, considering it's Billy Crystal and De Niro. No, no, that, 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 that's and why it's not lesser, it's That's, that what, that's that cool what I'm saying. Drum. That's
1: why, yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I go Entrapment. 87 mil, good for you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I put 10 things I hate about you, so coincidentally, uh, which, I, I mean, forty, almost $40 million for a, no, no
1: stars, technically, at the time.
0: No, no zero stars. Yeah. I mean, JGL? For sure. Nope. He's not a star. The girl from Clarissa that's played, Nope. The girl from uh, Alex Mack? She's not a star. Julia Stiles not
1: Who? A star. Clarissa? All right. Um, all right. So, for best movie... Best movie. I'm going to switch around. Do that one first. For best movie, I have The Matrix.
0: Yeah. I have The Matrix.
1: All right. And for favorite movie... I have life, baby. Come on, Tom. That's why
0: we're doing a pod together, my boy. All right. My man.
1: (laughs) And you hate black movies. So next week. I hate
0: the blacks. That's been known.
1: (laughs) No. It's the whites that I hate.
0: Oh, boy. No, so, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for us this week. We're going to go back to taking two weeks off. Uh, I mean, one week off. And we'll be back in two weeks. Um, What movie are we doing, Otter?
1: We're doing the movie Head of State on Hulu.
0: All right. Well, that's exciting.
1: Yes. That's gonna be that's gonna be a fun talk. This movie's gonna be fun to speak about. I
0: can't wait to talk about this movie.
1: <laughs> this
0: movie,
1: uh-huh. is fun. It's a doozy and a positive <laughs> one at that. It's All a
0: right, positive well, doozy. Guys, if you
1: like the show, yeah, follow us on the gram. Rate, comic, subscribe. Subscribe you can, it. You can follow us on Instagram at the Stream Pod. That's T H E S T R E A M P O D.
0: And, uh, yeah, again, I'm putting notes in the episode description with the time codes, a description with links to the films that we talk about, so, um, if you're having trouble finding this stuff, the links are all there for you. Um, otherwise, yeah, that's gonna do it for us this week, and, uh, you kill Jimmy Hoffa.
1: Hey, man, think about this real- ro- oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, it's
0: still recording. I fucked
1: up. Oh, good, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, see you at the polls, bitch! <laughs> It's going to be a lean back. You need to say more words.
0: You have to know that.